Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider Big Ten Big 12 podcast, sponsored by Firehouse and Docs. Thank you guys again for your sponsorship throughout this entire year. Uh, guys, make sure you go into Firehouse and Docs, catch uh, the games this weekend if you're not able to attend them. Uh, they have great specials, and they've always been very kind to us. So thank you again for your guys' support. We'll get right into it. Last week for the Big Ten and Big 12, depending on what fan you were, uh, was a pretty pretty bad week. Uh, you know, for <laughs> you can say that. The, the state of Iowa and Nebraska was definitely a bad week. Nebraska suffers yet another loss. Um, Iowa gets really exposed, and Iowa State loses a, a close game to West Virginia where they had chances to win, um, you know, with a lot of controversy. Over there, we're not really going to touch it. You know, I, better teams – uh, find a way to win, and then uh, good teams find a way uh, if they lose to to move on. I think Iowa State's gonna put that game in the, in the rearview mirror, as well as Iowa putting the Wisconsin loss in the rearview mirror. Hopefully, they do. Um, going into that game, man, it's, uh, I, if Marty was sitting across from me, I think you could tell me that this game was coming. Uh, you knew the shades of how the offense ran against Purdue it just was it was ugly uh you know and Spencer couldn't move the ball they couldn't do anything on offense um and they put their defense in really bad positions too uh you know I think their defense still played really well uh but you you just you couldn't move the ball I think at, uh, at the halftime uh Wisconsin had more points than Iowa had yards or it was really close in that retrospect and in any game I don't care if you're playing Wisconsin or you're playing Morningside at NAI. Shout out to Morningside, though, undefeated, <laughs> playing a big game coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks against Northwestern. But it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you don't have any yards at the end of the first half, you can't move the ball, you're not going to win the game. I don't care how good your defense is. And, and the, the turnovers, a lot of people um, outside the Iowa um, you know, bubble were calling a lot of the turnovers luck. Now, the turnovers aren't luck. Like these are skill position players playing in a in a coverage against an offense that's forcing the offense to make mistakes. Now that's not luck. It's not luck that you know all their starting quarterbacks threw it into double coverage. It's not luck that the ball gets tipped at the line of scrimmage. It's it's athletes making plays and getting the ball back for their offense. And in the first couple of games, Iowa was able to respond and score. And then they met a defense in Wisconsin that was that played into like really their hands. And Spencer, I'm honestly Spencer had the worst game he's ever played. It was horrible. He he played bad. Um, hopefully that they're able to get behind this, move forward from it. Um, because I was, we're not gonna talk sit here and say that Iowa's bowl chances are done. Their teams just wipe it for the year. They have a great defense, one of the best defenses in all of football. Their offense can be good. I'm not gonna say great, but they can be good. Um, they have an, an exceptionally good running back. Their receivers are good. Their tight ends are always going to be elite. That offensive line is insanely good. They are without um, – they're weaker on the tackle sides, which I think hurt them a lot in the game against Wisconsin. But you, you mature as an offensive line as the season goes on. And all you really have to see for Iowa is Spencer makes some strides at, at doing differently with his reads. Um, you know, he's not really a mobile guy, but if he has to tuck, his, uh, tuck the ball and run – and if he plays a mistake-free game, Iowa can beat literally anyone out there. Maybe not like Georgia, but Iowa can hang with any team in the Big Ten. And that's – I mean, there's no reason that they can't win out the rest well, of their games. I think that's more like if their running game was on all cylinders. They had 24 yards of rushing that entire game. 
and their main rusher had 13 carries and only averaged two yards a carry. It was the Wisconsin exposed them, and I think that you know every team needs a little bit of humility uh, to to move on. And I was game. Let's hope was that game because I really not just for a, a fan of football in the state of Iowa. Um, but you know, you, if you, if you're an Iowa state fan, you look at the Iowa game and you're like, man, we thought we had a good game plan coming in, but not in back to back weeks, but in two separate weeks, other teams in their conference came in, had good game plans and really flipped the tide on how Iowa plays football. And, and you go into our, like the philosophy for like an Iowa state fan is like, how, how were we not able to attack that? Was it too early in the year where we couldn't, we weren't able to figure out that, that Iowa offense and how to really manipulate it, you don't know, you never know. But uh, definitely, uh, it was a huge win for this Wisconsin program. I thought they were, you know, uh, maybe idle at a, like a six and six record. Um, they, they really turned it around um, and playing some, some good football on the defensive side of the ball. That was a big game. Um, the other big game, obviously, in the Big Ten uh, college game day was there. Uh, bar stools uh, was there too. It was just a, the atmosphere in East Lansing was through the roof. Michigan jumps out to a 16-point lead. Michigan State has to score two straight touchdowns with two extra uh, two-point extra points uh, to even tie the game. They do. They take the lead late. Michigan um, had a couple. I think one or two controversial calls moving down. Uh, Michigan State ends up staying unbeaten and winning by four. Um, and really, uh, we talked about it in the last podcast too. They really dictated that matchup. I think was, they were like eleven and two in their last twelve meet or last yeah, thirteen it's, meetings. It's gonna, you know, like how you always think the state school is supposed to be the the lower level school. Mm-hmm. Well, Michigan State, on the other hand, I think it's now twelve out of the last fifteen that yeah, they've so won. They've, they've really dominated the matchup as of late, and in in its hardball, it's not the Ohio State matchup, but could this be another? thing that the the doubters hang their their hat on is hey, he can he can win he just can get you eight wins he just Ohio can't win State or Michigan he State. can't win you the big games of your in-state rival or against uh the the guys from across the pond so uh it was a I mean great game Michigan State I think now is ranked two if I believe two or three so they're definitely inside the top four um they're playing some good ball they're playing some really good ball I, I really like their offense um they're running back Five touchdowns. I mean, just an absolute man. Uh, and, and really, they, they didn't pass the ball well in the, the gaming exhibition. They did not pass the ball well at all. Um, and they really had to dictate it on the ground, and, and they lived with it, and they they ended up uh, securing the win. Now, their schedule gets a little bit easier up until Big 12 play, but they're still going to have to run through a lot of the, the Big 10. But Kenneth Walker had a day, man. Yeah, 197 yards and five touchdowns. He's he's slow. Okay, so of any school that's quiet, it's Michigan State. They're quietly, I mean, as quiet as you can be, inside the top five. They have a candidate to be in the front race for the Heisman. He's had it. It's not that this is his coming out party for a day. It, granted, it was a national spotlight game, and he played really well in that national spotlight game. But this Kenneth Walker's been doing that for. The, the, the entire season. That man's a beast, and, and they've really heavily relied on him, and it, it kind of goes into the recipe of how more of the Big Ten is played and how it has been played. Um, and you kind of look at it almost like a Wisconsin mold where pretty good defense and insanely good offensive line and a dominant running back. 
and they're riding it until Kenneth Walker can't do it anymore. And I think, honestly, this this team's going to match up with uh, the upper echelon uh, going into the Big Ten tournament. I'd love to see a Michigan State-Ohio State game. I don't know if that's coming down the pipe. Um, and if it is, if it's in the Big Ten tournament um, in Indiana, I, that's going to be a great game because – you know, Ohio State's kind of starting to come around. They played Penn State this last week, and they uh, they handled business. Penn State, I, I they're so wish-wash with me. And, you know, uh, Clifford came back from the injury that he had at Iowa, um, didn't play a good game two weeks ago, um, and this week played okay. But this, this Penn State team, is it, they're showing that they're able to get beat. Now, this is one of Ohio State's first tests besides their loss to Oregon, who is now in the top 10, I believe, as well. Uh, or top 10, the top five. You know, this Ohio State team is kind of going to have to – they're going to have to write their own ship because with that loss, granted the committee is, is taking a little bit more of the one-loss teams at, at a slight a hand this year than what they normally were, but you have to win out. Because if they're, if they're already looking so highly on a one-loss Alabama team, there's going to be a couple teams that are going to sneak in that are going to be undefeated with you. And if you have to win and win convincingly to convince the committee to be like, hey, we lost Oregon early in the year. It was, a, it was a mistake. It was a fluke. If you have Oregon in, we can prove to you that the rest of our schedule we dominated. We won the Big Ten uh, title. And, you know, we deserve to get in other uh, over these other schools because I, I see Oklahoma taking one loss at being a one-loss team. And then I see, like, a team like Cincinnati has a chance to run the table and be undefeated. Georgia's as good as anyone. I don't see them losing a game all year. They're my title favorite. Um, but for Ohio State, they really have to win out to dictate a uh, a spot for them, honestly. And you'll see that matchup versus uh, Ohio State-Michigan State. Michigan State has Purdue – Maryland, and then it's Ohio State on November 20th. Is that the final game of the year? Uh, no. They got uh, November 27th, they play Penn State. Oh, hmm. uh, okay. So, it, but it would be, uh, I mean, it could be a huge matchup. I mean, that's going to have title implications for sure. I think that, uh, you know, if you're looking at the season, because now I think a Minnesota team early in the year, they lose their starting running back. Now all of a sudden they're in the mix in the top 22. So, it's it's the Big Ten this year has been as I want to say honestly as equal as it's ever been. Like there's usually the 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 Ohio States, the Wisconsin's, Penn State's, a couple teams that are just already just like hand over foot better than anyone else. You got your Iowas and Michigans that are usually going to finish like second in their respective divisions or whatever. But I think it's uh, this year it's it's literally anyone's grab I mean you know your Northwesterns are gonna be your Northwesterns but <laughs> you have a, such an even field and it's it's been fun to watch Big Ten football not that it hasn't before but like the games are so much more competitive and you just you literally have to flip a coin on who's gonna win and then these teams are so um they play so bipolarly um even looking at like a game we just talked about it like Iowa Iowa can go out play dominant football win against Penn State and then their very next game, they go out and they lose. It, it doesn't make any sense on how they flip-flop back and forth. But, you know, this this big – like you said, in a couple weeks, that, that game Michigan State-Ohio State is going to be even bigger than the Michigan-Michigan State game, especially mm -hmm. if both teams go into that game – or, well, not undefeated. But Michigan State goes in undefeated. Ohio State goes in with one loss. I mean, you're, you're talking big – not only Big Ten implications – that's national playoff implications right there. 
So, um, I mean, we'll, we'll, the Big 12, I think the Big 10 last week had a, a better week than the Big 12. Um, you know, the uh, Big 12 games, Oklahoma handled business against Texas Tech. Um, Oklahoma State played Kansas. Uh, we talked about the Iowa State matchup already. Um, and then Texas losing um, at Waco against Baylor. That Baylor team is really good. Um, handed Iowa State a loss earlier in the year. I think they have one loss in conference as well. Um, but now we go to this week. And there's a couple interesting matchups for, for the Big Ten, Big 12. Nothing too too big. Ohio State goes to Nebraska. Um, I think the way that they're rolling, Nebraska puts up a little bit of hesitation, but not much. I think Ohio State rolls in that game. Um, we have Baylor, TCU. Ba TCU just got rid of uh, Gary Patterson. I thought that was a weird fire middle of the year, but apparently something had to go there. Baylor is going to be confident come in. I think they handle business and roll. Penn State against Maryland. Um, you know, Penn State took a, a little bit of a lick in the past couple weeks. I think they have to bounce back. They play a pretty good Maryland team um, on the road, but I still think Penn State has enough to withhold it. Okie State at West Virginia. Now, this Oklahoma State team just lost two weeks ago, battled um, last week, played a, a, a really bad opponent in Kansas, didn't have to worry much, now plays West Virginia, who just played spoiler to Iowa State. So now does West Virginia go one of two ways? Do they stay up high on their um, the pedestal of, hey, we, we can hang with good teams, we just got to play our, our way? Or do they go um, and stay on the, the high side as well and be like, hey, we just beat this team, you know, you know we deserve to have uh, – to be ranked, we deserve to, to be, you know, where we're at, we deserve to be in every game, and all of a sudden Oklahoma State comes in and goes, all right, calm down, we're going we're gonna to put it to you. So that game could go one either way too. Iowa um, kind of starting to fall out of their way of being ranked. They play Northwestern, handle business easy. Michigan against Indiana. Feel sorry for Indiana. Michigan's going to play pissed off. Um, and then we talked about the Iowa State-Texas game. Um, now you have a, a team in Iowa State uh, that lost last week. Um, I wouldn't say on the, the heels of any officiating because that's, that's just a, a poor – excuse to use um you know there's a lot of calls that are made in, in games that dictate the game um i think that there were some calls that could have dictated the final outcome more than i've seen in some games but you know um i i won't discredit the the play of any of the players i think they played extremely well uh, mike rose wasn't in action that hurt the defense for iowa state and then the tight end fullback um jared russ got hurt and was out um, that, that actually, you know, before the season, I would say a fullback tight end that I haven't seen on the field before wouldn't affect Iowa State's offense. But it really does because you have a, now you take away a lead blocker for Brees Hall to where he's not able to escape. And then all of a sudden, if you um, are, you know, you just put that down and then uh, Brock does play action or an option and he puts it in the belly of Brees Hall with Jared Russ lead blocking you know you if you're a linebacker you you own in on that because if you're not letting a free blocker run through the hole with Brees Mahal behind him and it's it's a whole different dynamic when those two players are out on each side respectively of the ball that it hurt now I think that the um, they'll be back to full health so that should be good for the Texas game Texas is uh and through their own drama I don't know if you heard <laughs> about that with the the monkey on Halloween, but uh, we'll we'll stay out of that. Uh, Texas just has to get out of their own way, um, honestly, with how their season's been going. But the, it's going to be a tough matchup. They're going to have to. They have, we talked about it earlier. They have, they have to win out 
um, last week to, to control their Big 12 destiny. They lost against Baylor. Now their Big 12 title hopes are just as good as uh, as anyone's. They're they're pretty much out of the the race, and you know, but they're still fighting for a good bowl game. And you know, it's the first year under Steve Sharkeesian, so they didn't expect to go to like a national championship, but they expected to be a little better than what they were. More polished. They have a great running back. The dynamic and uh, the running back duos this game uh, in Ames is going to be insane. You have Brees Hall on one side trying to break the um, rushing record for touchdowns consecutively in a game. He has 20 right now. I think the record's 23. Um, he can break that if he has scores rushing touchdown in the le- his last four games. And then you have uh, Bijan Robinson, who's basically just waiting to fill his name out for whatever team takes him in the draft. And an insane running back, really good um, with his vision. He, he is insane on cuts. He's a bigger, thicker running back. Um, but explodes and breaks up the field. We saw that in the Oklahoma game early in the first couple halves. Um, he was basically there. The Oklahoma defenders were playing flag football. He was playing tackle football. You could you couldn't bring him down. Uh, so I think that matchup is going to be the best one of any matchup of Big Ten and Big Twelve throughout the weekend. Um, it's a pretty close spread. I think they're giving Iowa State six and a half as of right now, which I think is a bit much, especially with how the game's gone with Texas lately. Right, and then even if you look at the public, the public says 63% of them is Texas is going to win. So, and I think the the last couple games have gone down to a field goal. There was a missed field goal in Texas last year. Um, two years ago, Iowa State won off of a made field goal as time expired. So these games have been close. So um, maybe if Iowa State or whoever is the victor, I would see it being by a field goal or less. It's going to be a it's going to be a dog fight of a game. Um, I think it's really going to depend on how both quarterbacks play. Um, I do like Texas's quarterback. Um, he's played extremely well throughout the year. Uh, just going to be limiting mistakes. Brock Purdy, and in, in, uh, as much as you'd hate to talk about a quarterback in a loss, um, but I thought – Brock played really well in the loss against West Virginia, and he didn't do it just through the 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 air. Um, he broke off a couple runs where they, Iowa State needed to move the ball and get a first down, and he, you know, his checkdowns and stuff weren't there, but he extended the play and played really well. I think that uh, he's going to have to do that again against Texas defense, who has been known to not tackle um, very well, and you got to ha- keep getting these uh, these big plays to extend the game. I think you're going to go back to a home crowd. You're going to have some Iowa State fans that are a bit salty from the game last week. Um, but just really control your emotions and play Iowa State football, and I think that Iowa State can come out with victory. Hey, the other thing is, if you're looking at it, the favorite in the last five meetings between us is 4-1. and one. So there you go for Iowa State. And if you're betting, too, bet the under. The over-under right now is 61. The under is 6-0. and oh. In the last six meetings, yeah, it's been it's been a really um, battle of the defenses, honestly, in, in their games. Uh, it and it's been weird because you know everyone says the Big Twelve doesn't play any defense, but with the with how they play, they play they're they're so evenly matched that it's just kind of really just a, a dogfight, and it's one on who can make the bigger play later in the game. And the bigger play late in the games has been down to the, the kicking units for each team. And you have Mevis um, from Iowa State and Connor Asali. They kind of split the um, their their kicking duties. Uh, Mevis is more of a long kicker. Asali's uh, kind of closer in. Mevis is 
um, kicked the ball pretty well this year, the transfer. Um, and, uh, you know, on Texas's side, they have Cameron Dicker and probably one of the better kickers in all of um, all of football, if not just the Big 12. Um, so, you know, it's going to it's gonna be a close game. I expect nothing different in the matchup of Iowa State-Texas. Uh, this is going to be a real um, leaning point on both teams. Now, the team that loses, um, you, then you would have then lost two straight. You have three losses in conference. Both teams would. And do you then turn how, – how are you able to turn your season around after that, that third loss in conference? And the team that wins – all right, now is this the start of the stepping stone for you to, to gradually get yourself into a better bowl game? Um, there's still not an outside shot of either team, honestly, of making a Big 12 championship. It's just a lot harder to get to with two losses, especially with an unbeaten Oklahoma team. Um, but where, where do these teams go after the, the final whistle blows on Saturday is going to be really true to the, the coaching staffs on both units. But um, we'll get into a couple of the pick games. So like I said, there's not a ton to – to really talk about this week. It was all last week, which was the huge hype. Uh, and we covered a lot of the that last week. Other than that, there's a lot of uh, matchups that are kind of uh, could get ugly. Uh, but I'll, I'll start off with you, Cash. What, what, uh, what matchup do you like the most and where you think an upset could happen? Uh, I don't know about upset, but the game I like the most is Iowa State-Texas. Just like you said, like every game has been down to a field goal. And I think this is Iowa State's year to uh, get the win on them. Okay, so my upset is Northwestern gets their first win against – I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Iowa's going to destroy Northwestern. I was going to say. Um, the, the game that you want to – that you might want to be um, leaning and looking towards is a 2.30 kickoff at Purdue. Michigan State rides their high horse in. They just beat Michigan – you know, they're looking ahead at Ohio State, seeing what Ohio State does. Ohio State's probably going to handle their business. They play Nebraska. Um, they're looking down the pipeline of, all right, we're going to have a, a one-loss Ohio State team. And this Purdue team's beaten Iowa. You know, they've just beaten Nebraska. Like, this this team knows how to win. And they, they, they showed against Iowa they know how to – mix it up they bring good defensive pressure they have a good quarterback they know how to play mistake free football if you're michigan state do not overlook the boilermakers because you will then take your first loss of the year and all of a sudden reality comes crashing back down for the spartans well mitch you're going to really like the stat then the underdog in the purdue michigan state is nine one and one in the last 11 meetings and who would the underdog be in this game it's purdue by three purdue by three and see and even Vegas knows something because a f- the number what ranked are they number three? Uh, I don't in have the na- a top five ranked team in the nation playing a team not ranked on the road that's got a five hundred record should not be only favored should not be favored by three. Yeah, and the public uh, must not be seeing the last couple of matchups because they have 76% of them are picking Michigan State to win this game. And, and I don't think that it's, it's a possibility that Michigan State doesn't win either. I, I, with, the, with Walker at running back, you are in every single game until, you are, until he's hurt, knock on wood, or if, until he's gone. Every single game that you play, I feel like Michigan State can believe that they have a chance to win. Right, and Michigan State, their last matchup versus Purdue, they won twenty three ten back in twenty eighteen. So, 
So it's going to be interesting. Other than that, uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia could be a good one. Uh, again, with the, the firing of Gary Patterson, I think TCU gets pummeled. Um, Baylor's playing some great football. Ohio State should handle business against Nebraska. Um, there's really not any other matchups. We already talked about it. I think Iowa's really going to bounce back and, right. and play some uh, some courageous football against a really, really depleted Northwestern team, which was shocking because just a couple uh, years ago, it was mm-hmm. two years ago, they were playing in a Big Ten championship game. And then you lose some players, and all of a sudden your integrity and, and everything is just out the door, and they're, they're just not the same team. Uh, Michigan has Indiana. That game could be kind of close. Michigan, I think, bounces back in a big way. Um, you have Minnesota ranks, and like I said, I talked about them before, ranks um, in the the top 25. I think they're ranked at 20 as of right now. Um, they're playing some good ball too. Uh, I think that they, they snag a win. They play Illinois. Um, other than that, there's really not any matchups. Kansas, Kansas State for the Big 12. Kansas is uh, garbage as a program as always, um, and it's just going to get uh, uglier for them. Other than that, there's really no matchups that um, marks my interest. Wisconsin, Rutgers, uh, Penn State, Maryland. Other than that, uh, not really any big matchups. We'll, we'll kind of lean towards the next couple weeks. As we said, we got coming down some big matchups. Um, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Um, later in the year, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Uh, we talked Michigan State, Ohio State. Um, you still, you know, um, Iowa still has to play. Um, and you have the, the big game, too, in the you know, Iowa-Nebraska matchup. I think if Nebraska wants to, to end their season on a, on a high note, um, you know, I don't think that with the record they have now, they're not going to make a bowl game. Uh, but to, to put to spoil someone's, uh, someone's uh, what did they play it on? Black Friday, spoil someone's Christmas shopping um, in in Iowa City. I think Nebraska would like to throw a wrench in that. Do I think it happens the way they're playing now? No, but you know you have a couple games to turn around, and that would be a big win for Scott Frost to then keep his job. Be like, hey, I, I, we're we're going to turn the program. <laughs> I don't think Nebraska fans want that though at this point. I will see, but uh, anyway, I think it's going to be a, a good week. It's pretty. Uh, chalk for most uh the top 25 there's a couple of good games outside the big 10 and big 12 auburn takes on texas a&m um but other than that it should be pretty much chalk in the top 25 i'm ex- i'm curious curious i'm curious to see after these games pan out um what the second week of of looks like the college football playoff i was a little um i wouldn't say surprised on the 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 top 25 that the college football playoff announced but there was just a couple teams I, I probably would have switched but we'll see if it's just an eye test thing for week because week one last year I think a lot of people were upset with two in the top 25 but I think it's just kind of an eye test thing right now and then after you pass the eye test you pass the physical um the test of people like seeing you play after the week that you're ranked. Like, if you're ranked at number five, you deserve to be ranked at number five, and so on and so forth. So I think it's going to be a good good week of, of college football. Again, we thank our sponsors uh, for Firehouse and Docs for sponsoring this college podcast. We thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will talk again next week. Hopefully, your team gets a good W on Saturday. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy college football this weekend.